0: Time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. Well, you sound chipper. That's good. That's good. Yeah,
1: well, you know... Uh, fall is coming. We've got to get serious again, says Dr. Henry. So we're getting serious. She got serious yesterday, and yeah. Premier John Horgan's getting serious today.
0: I feel like they gave us, you know, weeks to get serious, right? They gave us lots of warnings weeks in advance. But as we got closer to the start of school, it almost feels like they just couldn't take any more chances. That if people weren't going to listen, something had to give in order to make the school plan work.
1: Yeah, fun's fun. Now get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> it exactly. was, I mean, look, it's not funny if you happen to be running a nightclub or a banquet hall, but I do think that uh, there was plenty of leeway in the system for the problems we saw again and again over the summer. And well, Dr. Henry yesterday, you know, she she reminded us that uh, her preference is to use orders as a last resort, but she said it was a last resort. She said, here was the problem they were hitting, Um you were getting these facilities open. You were getting problems in them. As the drinking continued and closing time approached, there were more and more people there. there was, the banquet halls had a problem. They would schedule events. They would say, oh, it's just going to be a small group, and then other people start showing up. The staff couldn't control it at the facilities. And the other problem was, because these were people who didn't know each other in many cases, the contact tracing for the public health officials when they found an outbreak, was getting onerous. They were having trouble tracking down who might have been affected and who might not have been affected. So they tried hard. Mm -hmm. She knows and she said this. She acknowledged that some of the nightclubs and some of the banquet halls and some of the staff tried really hard, but they couldn't make it work. And so end of the road, closure orders, Uh, And restrictions as well on bars, pubs, restaurants, on serving hours and closures. And this is with what she also said yesterday, which is the restaurants and pubs have done a really good job. In general, she commends them for their efforts. This wasn't a blanket condemnation of the entire hospitality sector.
0: No, but obviously picking and choosing, she said just too many cases that they couldn't track down from nightclubs um, and, you know, banquet hall situations that they were just spending too much time doing this. Um, so for now, they're going to, I guess, focus on schools They're asking everybody, like, we need to do all this in all the other parts of our lives in order to have a successful school opening.
1: Yeah, schools and back to work are the theme for the fall, and that's yes. where our focus needs to be. And I think you'll see some overlap today with the announcement uh, that you've been talking about on the news that Gordon McDonald's been talking about, which is this announcement with the Premier, Adrian Dix, and Dr. Henry this afternoon. Um, the other big concern is that if, as expected, we get a second wave of some size or another, if we start to see more clusters and outbreaks, the health care system will be stressed and perhaps overwhelmed again. So what we're going to hear today is, I think, one of the main things will be a plan to make sure that we don't have to go to a total lockdown in long-term care again, that we don't have to start canceling elective surgery, scheduled surgery again in the healthcare system. And that's going to involve staffing and resources again. So government has already announced more money in these areas, so it won't be all news, but I think we will hear some movement today on staffing up the system. We've already had the announcement of more people for contact tracing, but we're going to hear more as well, because they they want to be able to say that, you know, even with the expected second wave of cases when the flu season arrives... The healthcare system will be able to manage. We won't have to go back into the kind of complete shutdown in healthcare, long term care mm-hmm. uh, that we saw back in March.
0: Are they worried about, though, that this might drive parties underground?
1: Yeah, that was a good question yesterday. And you remember that, you know, Dr. Henry had said a while ago that. She was reluctant to take severe action because of the concern that she would drive the activity underground. So, again, that emphasizes the last resort. But she was asked about that yesterday, and she said, look, yes, we know there's also a problem with private parties, but the authorities now um, are more ready to deal with that. We've seen some fines imposed. We've seen uh, there are fines for this. We've seen some crackdowns. And the public, uh, you know, has been calling it in, right? I mean, you have people blowing the whistle on some of this. Yeah. I, I don't think it's snitching. I think it's, I don't want this going on next door. And I know how hard it is if the party gets out of control for the public health officials to trace and, and track down all the people. So um, she said, yeah, there's a there's a balance as always, but in this case, had to take these actions, and they'll deal with the party problem of parties if those spike as well.
0: Okay. So, another news though. We're still on this uh, election watch situation.
1: Yeah, a very interesting piece by my colleague Rob Shaw on the front page of the Vancouver Sun today. Premier John Horgan has started to poll his cabinet members about whether or not they plan to run again. Now, this is something that premiers generally do when they're thinking of an election. The idea is, if you, Mister Minister. Or Is minister not running again? Well, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we'll have a pre-election cabinet shuffle. You will retire to the backbench, and we'll promote some backbenchers because the profile of being a cabinet minister might help you win your seat. That's what's going on, um, and of course, uh, you know, we've already had, uh, of course, Carol James announced for health reasons she wasn't running again, and we've now had Shane Simpson, the social services minister, say that, you know, he's put in a good stretch and he's ready to retire, so those are two members, and, and they happen to be two very safe seats for the NDP, so, you know, already you, I think you're going to start to see candidates coming for for the nominations. Does it mean that an election is close? Well, the speculation is fun. There's a problem with this, and It Mm -hmm. isn't just that I don't think the public wants an election in the middle of a pandemic. The premier signed an agreement with the Green Party back in May 2017, in which he promised explicitly, explicitly not to seek an early election unless... He has lost a confidence vote in the House. Well, he hasn't lost such a vote, and I'm not sure the Greens would vote to defeat him on a conference matter. So if he really wants an early election, he's going to have to repudiate his signature on that agreement. Huh,
0: interesting. Are the other parties ready for an election as well?
1: What about the B.C. Liberals? <laughs> well, the Liberals, I believe, are living in abject terror of an early election because, Uh, They've got their own polling, and they'd probably lose. So I don't think they they want an early election. And the Greens, I don't think they want one either because, first of all, they have an agreement that they're going to govern until the next scheduled election in October 20th. 2021. But if you go on... I don't think the Greens want one. The Greens, as you know, in the midst of picking a new leader, so maybe we'll hear something from the new leader when that's announced on Sunday.
0: But if you go on social media, that's all the BC Liberals talk about, is this election, this election. So it's like, they don't want one, why do they keep talking about it?
1: They're they're so far behind that, uh, you know, at the moment... Now, if there's no public backlash over an early election, there might be, uh, so the race could tighten up. BC elections tend to be close, so, you know... Don't take too much stock in opinion polls uh, taken a few days before the vote. Just ask Premier Adrian Dix. No kidding, yes.
0: Exactly. Good point. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't know why any party would call an election based on what they see in the polls here in BC, because we know what could happen.
1: Yeah, I think the premier has genuine reservations about it. He listens to Dr. Henry and he knows all the warnings about a second wave and everything. So he's got a press conference today. He might get asked an election question. He usually does. But I think he'll be asked questions about the pandemic and the second wave, too.
0: Absolutely. Vaughn, thank you.
1: Bye bye, Simi.
0: Von Palmer from the Vancouver.